Hey guys, and welcome to The One Up Project. We're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment. It's all just a bit of fun, so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement. Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The One Up Project podcast. I'm here with the amazing Kennedy Anderson today, um, who is founder of Collab, Collab, The Whitening Co, 25, and now you're a director at Glass Elephant Co. Correct, Anything yeah. I'm missing? Nailed that. No, I don't think so. I'll try think of anything as we go, you know? Yeah, cool, no, cool. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. I'm really, really excited um, to chat so to you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. So, how are you? I'm good. As, yeah, as we just spoke about, a little bit, little bit stressed, a little bit busy this week, and I, I, I just said to you, I was hoping, ready for the weekend, and um, it's only Wednesday, so mm. yeah, plan, plan for it. But I no, it's Tuesday, to, isn't it? Is it Tuesday? Oh my god, it's Tuesday. <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm really not ready it's for going the weekend. So yeah. fast. <laughs> okay, no, um, yeah, stressed, busy, but excited to be on here. So thank you for having me. Oh, no worries at all. Um, so I guess the first thing we'll get into is maybe if you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what your day to day looks like at the moment. Yeah, okay. What my dad Probably quite hard to... Yeah, yeah. No, it's pinned down. It changes so much. Well, about myself, I've just turned 23. Um, Happy I birthday, am, by Thank the way. you. Cheers. Appreciate it. I am originally from South Auckland, um, a little town called Waiuku. Um, I moved out to the city to do uni. I wanted to study industrial design. Um, I had always had a bit of a passion for Apple, the company Apple. Um, I saw like what they did, all the design on there. I always got really excited about the new iPhone, etc. And... Um, yeah, when I when I talked to Dad, I was like, "How do I get into something like this?" He was like, "Well, that's product design, you know. I didn't want to be the graphic designer that designed the poster. I wanted to design the iPhone that the poster went on." So mm. um, I got really excited about that, and I applied for uni, and I and I got in. Um, it was very exciting, and after two years of doing that degree, I got a bit edgy and a bit excited, and I was like, "Edgy." Um, and I was just really like keen to do some more and do something. Um, I was already kind of getting into social media. Um, liked kind of what I was doing on my own platform I was growing a little bit and had people messaging me kind of being like hey can you help me do this and I was like maybe I can Mm. um so whilst I was studying I started my company collab um oh I was gonna do a tangent but I'll come back to that um I started started a company called collab and yeah I, I launched that on social media I created a little video um that video still haunts me to this day. My, my friends still pull it up. It kind of it kind of comes back around. But that video I put on social media. I put three hundred bucks behind it to boost it, which was wow. all my savings at the time. And I was like, let's see how it goes. Managed to get ten clients, and wow. the rest is kind of history. That's kind of what happened. And then grades started to drop at uni yeah. Um, because yeah, I was so focused on that. And I pretty much said to my parents, look, give me a year. Let, mm-hmm. let me see what I can do. Um, and they agreed to it. Not that it's their decision, but I look up to them quite a lot. So I need, needed their blessing. And um, yeah, so I, I took a gap year from uni to see how I could kind of go. And I said to myself, I could always come back to it. Mm. Um, we're now three, almost four years deep and I haven't gone back to it. Don't see it That's happening. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, I guess you could call me a dropout. Mm. Um, but for good reason yeah yeah so that's kind of the story of collab and where I've kind of ended up today and um, managed to yeah I guess end up paying my own salary really yeah managed to yeah make a business that allowed me to live yeah wow I'm so excited to dive into all of this and this is great I love your energy like you're super inspiring and it's yeah it's gonna be so cool I'm very excited yeah so maybe tell us a bit about Collab and how you got the idea for that, where the inspiration came from and why you decided to, I suppose, take the risk of putting $300 behind it. Yeah, yeah, the whole $300. <laughs> yeah, no, so... Um, big risk, you know. Big <laughs> risk, big risk. At the time, it felt like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it was so scary. Mm-hmm. I was at a design job while I was at uni um, and as good as that was, I, again, was a bit edgy and kind of could feel myself. I've always known that I wanted to be um, my own boss. I think from a very young age, my parents helped me along those lines. They're both in business. Um, so they inspired me a lot. I remember mum telling the story quite a bit of, I always said to people that I wanted to be a CEO, even when I was younger. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't know what that meant. But, yeah. like, but my parents obviously <laughs> let yeah. me know what that meant. So um, I, I would always tell mum that I wanted to have a big glass office on the top floor of the building. Mm-hmm. And I was like, don't really know where and how that was going to happen, but imagined it. So always wanted to be the boss um, or our boss of something and kind of had to figure out how to get there really. Um, so then, yeah, I guess Colab came about whilst I was at this other job, um, I had a bit of time on my hands, probably didn't, but just wasn't really working that hard. I've heard about it on like TV shows and stuff. When you're working at something so mundane and your mind's so plateaued, you need like, your mind will wander, your mind will do other things. And so while I was doing this meaningless, 
if you're listening, it wasn't that meaningless. <laughs> yeah. um, um, this we, meaningless job. Um, I started to, my mind started to wonder and I started to come up with these different things. Originally, the company was called Clickbait, um, which I'm so glad to this day that it's not called Clickbait now. <laughs> Sounds a bit porny, not going to lie. Um, so yeah, I, I started creating this company called Clickbait and um, to, couldn't get the domain for it. was going to pay a lot of money to try and get it. My dad was like, no, nah, let's revisit this. Let's have a think. Mm. What, what comes to life and think of social media and I was like well we collab we collaborate with people that's kind of it and then um the K kind of came about because Kennedy but also um, my parents both my parents companies uh Haircraft and Craft Installations with a K mm. um so it's kind of like a bit of a family thing that's got going and so I was like let's cool. let's stick to it um let's keep the tradition so yeah collab was born um and yeah in this little office at my old job um sitting there kind of coming up with logo designs and figuring out what my market was going to be and how I was going to um, I guess make money from it um, I was sitting there just thinking okay what can I do um, and for a long time since I was about uh, 14 or 15 I've been a photographer really into photography loved it at school like mm. was just like a bit of an amateur but just has always been passionate about it shot my friends weddings and stuff like that that's just been wow. a bit of a, a side hustle so I knew that I could be creative and I knew that I could do something along those lines and then when I started to I guess get into social media and posting those photography images on social media and people liking them I was like hey this, this could be something so mm. um yeah that that's that is exactly how Kyla was born I, I messaged these brands I I posted that video online and, and and tried to get these clients originally I think it was a chocolate milk company there was a horse brand it, it was like far far and wide all these mm. different clients and um I was like hey let me try and grow your brands on social media we actually still I think maybe like the 15th client we still have to this day so wow. one of those one of those um the long lasting ones shout out to you rehab equipped for this thing <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so that that's that's literally how it was born it was sitting in an office at my old job I was bored um and I just knew that I wanted to do something like really exciting mm. I wanted to be the boss I just needed to figure out how I was going to make money I guess before I could leave that job yeah um yeah, and that company actually caught wind of that, and they were like, probably should leave. I was like, yeah, okay, probably should leave. <laughs> it worked out well then. Yeah, it worked out well. <laughs> That's so awesome. And so you said you always wanted to be the CEO, which is so cool. I love that. really resonate with that attitude as well. And so do you think you've always had that entrepreneurial, success-driven attitude, or was that something you sort of grew more over time? Uh, yeah, so I think I grew more over time, but I think if you ask friends and family and people around me, it was always probably there. I was quite a bossy mm. chick kid. <laughs> um, like, always made my friends do the plays. I was the director and, like, yeah, mm, so I always have that. kind of been been that, I guess, headstrong. Um, and then, yeah, I guess seeing my parents both do it, right? Like, they've both got smaller businesses, but... Um, oh, sorry, guys, not that small. Um, <laughs> but they've got, both got small businesses and they've, they've just... Their, their leadership skills and how they succeeded was just so impressive to me. Um, mm. I don't love when people tell me what to do. I've always kind of thought that I, I did know ways of doing things and I kind of wanted to figure it out. And if I didn't, I'd learn. Mm. And, and that was definitely the way it was. I definitely didn't imagine it being as hard as what it was. I thought it was going to be easier. I was going to be able to just fit into it. I didn't have a business degree, but I was going to figure it out, you know, yeah. like people do. Um, it's hard. It's so hard. There was a lot of nights where I was like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Mm. Um yeah, for sure. But I guess having that backing, having parents that are really supportive and kind of just teaching me how to do it. My dad would stay up on the phone with me until midnight while I'd wrote by hand my taxes and figuring out how to do it. Because I was just like, I'm going to go to jail. I owe so much money. Like, I was yeah. like trying to figure it out. What have I spent it on? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess figuring all of that out along the way. And, and then they joke about that, all those memes on social media being like, they should teach kids taxes, etc. Mm. Couldn't agree more. I knew none of it. Like I was going into it, like you said, blind. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know where to start, but that was my favorite part about it. I was like, mm. I was going in blind, but I kind of, as, as scary as it was and as those blind moments are, like I said, yeah, kind of freaky and a bit like, oh my God, what am I doing? When you figure it out, that moment is so cool. Like mm. I was like, oh my God, I submitted my first tax form. That's wicked. Mm. And those little tiny moments just made it totally worth it. Sounds a bit soppy, but it is. It's true. Yeah, yeah. And so you said it's been three or four years since the since Colab began. Yeah. So that's, a, that's some quick growth. And what do you yeah. attribute that sort of growth to, do you think? I guess, yeah. So, uh, I mean, in particular, we, we grew quite quickly in the, in the first... I guess, yeah, so that first six months, it was just me by myself. And then I, I brought on my first employee, Olivia, um, who happens to be a best mate of mine. Um, they do say, don't don't work with your best mate. That was a bit of a learning curve. We've, we've <laughs> overcome some hurdles together, but um, technically grew a collab together for sure. And then for a long time, it was just me and her. Now that growth, 
even though it was fast, when I thought it was fast, it wasn't. It was it was like, mm. it was steady growth, was exciting, but we were just breaking even. And I was like, I thought this was kind of it. I was like, all good, we'll make money, it's fine. But it's never like, in your head, as, as big as my dreams were, I kind of knew it was never going to be like a multi-million dollar business. You know, like it was kind of just one of those things that I was going to get to until I was on to my next thing. Mm. Um, and then that's, I guess, the two-year mark is when I met Simo, um, who I actually had already met, but sorry, reconnected with a guy called Simon, um, Simon Phillips. And he's a bit of a mentor for me, I guess. And so he ran a company called Fitwear, one New Zealand's uh, largest apparel company at the time, uh, sorry, fitness apparel company at the time. And I liked his story. I resonated with it. I, I think there's many young entrepreneurs who have succeeded and done well in life. And as impressive as that is, his story was he'd done it all and then he lost everything and then he was rebuilding it. And I was like, if you are re- if you're managing to come back from having it all and then rebuilding it, you obviously know what to do, and it wasn't just a fluke, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you're managing to do it, and what he was doing was impressive, and he was creating this company called Glass Elephant, um, and that's kind of how I, I got involved there. So Glass Elephant is a digital marketing performance agency. They focus on um, ads, websites, um, return on advertising, so like digital performance marketing, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And what I was focusing on was content and. Um, social media influence marketing the more softer stuff and he saw he saw this like the niche that we were missing what i was missing was being able to tell my clients yes we can guarantee you that this is going to make money we're kind of hoping that we're going to make you look great and that you're going to grow on social media but at the end of the day if it's not making your business money they're not going to hold on to it for a long time right Mm -hmm. so we saw this churn of clients i would bring them in i'd make them amazing but then they're like hey as awesome as this is we need to make money off it type thing and so i saw people drop off and and so did he so he saw this performance related stuff but he couldn't keep up with um his clients they always needed new content etc so we kind of saw this niche and this partnership forming and we're like hey maybe there's something that we can do here um i can that point there is what i kind of contribute or tribute sorry the growth of the company to because that was the turning point they started passing us clients like weekly we'd be like hey we they need content awesome okay sweet that's what we can do mm. nail that and then we'd help him with content and then he'd help us with obviously the client side of things and so he was growing quite quickly which meant that we were growing quite quickly and as exciting as that was that's when I kind of felt it being like oh this is bigger than me now this is not just one of those companies that I thought was just going to be something that I moved on a stepping stone to it was something that now I had I guess actually a good point is when we kind of moved into the point of completely merging we took that next step from partnership to deciding to merge together our companies ended up merging and at that point it was around January at the start of this year um we were like okay now's the time to kick it into full gear we had about 12 clients at the time mm-hmm. we now have 60 plus clients so wow. this year I guess and meeting him and etc was what that was actual growth mm. and until this year I probably didn't know that that wasn't it was still growth don't get me wrong and we were going quite well but that's what kind of turned it from a side hustle, I guess you could probably call it, to more of like, this is now full-fledged salary employees type situation. I've now got people on payroll and all this mm. HR management stuff and all these things I never thought I'd kind of have to deal with were now at the forefront and I had to kind of deal with it quite quickly, I guess, and learn to grow really fast. Yeah, definitely. Not and just the business, but as a human, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, how did you deal with that from a personal and leadership perspective? Yeah, so I didn't. It was hard. Mm. It was really tough. I did, but um, not by myself. So I've got... Uh, at the time, I had Simon and Brad. So Brad is a um, the mentor to both me and Simon. So Simon's mentor, and then he right. kind of he's like my granddaddy mentor. <laughs> Sorry if you heard that, Brad. Well, You're not a granddad. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we got like the, the the three of us were like the owners of these companies. So Brad owns Supply Chain Solutions, New Zealand's um, largest privately owned three PL company. So it's logistics mm. and ship freight forwarding and stuff like that. Um, he found Simon. They worked together because of freight forwarding. They kind of saw a relationship forming around e-commerce which is what Simon nailed and then the shipping of e-commerce right um for example an e-commerce business is only as good as the service that it delivers so you can be so amazed with a brand um like the whitening co for example but if the shipping or something gets delayed and all that kind of stuff plays up mm. it suddenly taints your experience with the brand right it's really important sure. and so, so Simon knew that um and saw that as kind of like a a bit of a gap he wanted to partner up with a logistics company to kind of bring that together and kind of see that as a point and then he saw the same thing with us so Simon's this genius dude who could see these bigger pictures mm. um, and then Brad's this level-headed mentor guy that kind of pointed us he'd done business for a long a lot longer than me and Simon and he'd kind of point us in the right direction and I was this creative dude who they kind of needed to kind of balance out the the prettiness of it all and, ma- and make sure people liked and wanted to be a part of these brands and so th- when the three of us kind of joined together I learned so much from them like I again 
as great as it was having my mum and my dad to help me out there, I needed to kind of take that next step into the level of these guys are big baller business dudes and I need to kind of soak up as much information mm. as I could all at once. Um, yeah, so that that's how that I learned about that leadership stuff. And then as this year's gone on, we brought in a new guy, Matt. Um, Matt's our CEO now, so he kind of runs the whole group. And he has now become, yeah, again, another mentor to me. I've got surrounding myself with these amazing business-minded, incredible people that lead you in the right direction, definitely could not have done that without having people like a mentor. So mm. that's probably like one of my number one advice that I do say to people on Instagram and stuff, if they're talking about business, et cetera, is it doesn't have to be someone who's a billionaire, like nothing like that, but having someone who's been through the, like those really tough times before those dark moments and you just think, hey, um, actually a great piece of advice that Simon gave me when I say, hey, look, I'm having a bit of a hump. It's been about two months. Like, when is this going to end? I'm kind of down in the dumps. Like, what's happening? He'd say to me, Brad's hump was about eight years. So buck up, kiddo. Like, you know, like just yeah. not not to ski, but more to compare. It's like, hold on a minute. Like, just because you're, you're struggling for two months, Brad got to where he is now because his hump was eight years. Mm. You know, like there is those times that you've just got to grind it out. Mm. And that's the difference between someone who, I guess, who really really succeeds in someone who doesn't want to mm, absolutely I couldn't agree more I think having a mentor um like you said no matter who it is is so crucial to your own progress for sure and so how on earth did you fit the whitening co and 25 into all that <laughs> yeah that's a good question so whitening co came about early days of collab um I was originally working out of an office in Eden Terrace um in Auckland here and I was working with a company called Flight Digital <laughs> Another, another side tangent story to there, but they were really good mates of mine and they had already run um, a digital agency. They were running quite an amazing digital agency and I was allowed to like kind of hire a desk, I guess, mm. as I didn't have much space or anywhere to work. I was like, I'll hire a desk out of these guys' office and kind of at least be surrounded by it all and kind of get into the feel of it all. So when me and Liv were working at CoLab, um, that was like our office, right? And so, yeah, um, bit of a, a long story to get to the whitening code but to, to shorten it up we had me and um this owner victor of flight digital kind of sat down and we're like hey we kind of want an e-commerce store what can we kind of think of that was trending and exciting and we'd seen all these teeth whitening kits out there and it was kind of quite a saturated market we we mm. were like no, no no we won't do that it's quite it is already everyone's got one you know like it's already a thing but i was like hold on a minute everyone's got one of everything these days is there a way that we can kind of just make it a unique selling point everything I'd learned in business up until that point was just finding that niche right you can recreate the wheel all you want but it's probably still a wheel and mm -hmm. so I was like that's quite cool this is trending at the moment let's make it different let's do something different that every no one's seen before let's make a luxury kit but let's do everything black the whole idea about teeth whitening is that it's white every other kit on the market's white I was like let's polarize it let's go black mm -hmm. let's not do charcoal but let's do dental grade high quality kits that people can have at home and we can kind of convince people that trusting them because a lot of people don't trust teeth whitening right they're kind of like oh it doesn't really work at home etc and I was like nah let's let's see what we can do in formulating something that actually does work because mm. I wanted it to work and was luxury and cool and I knew that I could make it kind of trendy on Instagram that was what I was good at and he had the agency that could kind of run the ads etc so we were like hey with our brain power here we can kind of make this and so at the time it was about um kind of just creating a drop tripping company that could just um, I guess have a passive income in the background yeah. both of us are way too into brand for it to just be ever like a drop shipping company we got so involved like the process ended up I think it was meant to take three months it took a year until we actually got it to market wow. because like the product design all the testing etc I guess that's where the product design kind of came in handy as well mm. um, we tested so many kits like we were guinea pigs on some shocking like products we were bleaching our teeth left right and center and um and even things like the box we, we cook so much effort in the box um when you're getting a sample from china made they hand make samples and so it costs so much each one of these boxes cost us 250 us dollars to make and we made about four of them i think just to oh, yeah. until we got the right feel and how it looked and we wanted this velvety smooth like um soft touch matte box mm -hmm. at the time and now looking back i'm like that was a bit of an extremist but we were so dedicated to this my first brand um yeah. as far as e-commerce brand go we wanted to make it awesome so I guess, yeah, fast forward that year in the making, we um, we were working together in that office and um, as it launched, it was kind of the time that I met Simo and I'd, I was moving out of that office, but we still kind of had that as our baby together and um, we still own it to that today together, me and um, Victor and a couple of others. Now, um, six months into that going well, we saw it kind of taking off and it was starting to really gain some traction and then um, a space up the road from our office had a lease sign on it and Victor goes what if we did like a, a teeth whitening like spa day thing and I was like 
no, I was like, dude, we've just got some money in the account. Like, let's not, like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he's this, he's like that crazy visionary as well that has all those ideas. And, and, and as, as much as I was like that, I was this young guy that was kind of like just seeing the money being made. And I was like, guys, can we just make some money for a second here? Like, let's try and get this, get this going. And he's like, nah, I think that can be our point of difference. Like, yes, we had a fancy kit, et cetera, but we were still just a teeth whitening kit. To really give some validation to it, we'd never seen ever a teeth whitening, an e-commerce brand ever go to bricks and mortar. It was normally, yeah. if you had a store, you'd make an e-commerce store, but not vi- not the other way around. And we're like, mm. this is, we're backing ourselves pretty heavily if we're going to put a store there because people can come and tell you straight away how they feel, you know, mm. your results are there and then not at home. And so we were like, what are we going to, how are we going to do this, et cetera? What are we going to do? And the turning point was knowing that we can do a higher percentage of hydrogen peroxide, which is the, the gel, the, the bleach that actually whitens your teeth. We can do a higher percentage of that if we um, administrate it through like proper care, th- through us doing it rather than at home. Mm. There's a limit to how much you can have in, in an at-home kit. And we're like, well, that's just going to improve our results. So maybe let's just do this. We looked into it. We looked into the lease. And then, yeah, I think we turned the store around in three months. So shorter than the, shorter than the kits wow. <laughs> being made originally. Um, and we, in three months, we had, yeah, our first store opening in October and... That was October last year, so it's only been a year since the stores have been open. But it was just such a surreal feeling. And the stores just took off. Eden Terrace um, had an insane amount of bookings booked out in that first week. And then over summer, it was just doing crazy days. Like, it was just mm. making so much money. And um, not just money, but people seeing crazy results as well. Everyone was really excited. And because, again, of our network, we were able to get heaps of influencers through. Um, I did a lot of that through influencer marketing. And, yeah, it just it started to boom. And then... <laughs> again come february this year we were like we saw money come into the account and what did we do we're like let's do it again so we decided <laughs> to open up a second store in takapona to prove the worth to prove like the business model working and then covid hit mm. so we opened a store one month out from level four lockdown mm. definitely definitely suffered because of it so that was um mm. taking on quite a big amount of rent um and a big store we wanted to go level up we wanted more chairs and bigger and better and yeah and then i guess cope that was probably one of the only businesses that I own that collab really affected. Um, collab could work. Oh, sorry, that COVID really affected. Co- collab could work throughout COVID. Um, mm. We obviously can work remotely, etc. But being in store and in people's mouths isn't really something yeah. you want to do during that time. So it was it was a struggle, and and we're still to this day now um, trying to come out from figuring out. Okay, cool. How do we get people back into stores? How do we get people kind of trusting us again and back safe, etc. Eden Terrace is still booming, um, but yeah, trying to pick that back up again. What I'm trying to view it as is just like how lucky I am trying to view it like that, that I guess it's that same story of Simo that I kind of look back at. There's a lot of people who have fluked it in business and as amazing as that is, and they've got cool stories to tell, you don't learn that much from fluking it. And I was like, I'm at such a young age right now. If this does go belly up, it goes belly up and I'll learn from it. But if it doesn't, because I've figured out how to fix it, that to me is pretty impressive. And that Mm. was the same kind of story that I saw from Simo. I was like, if you can figure out how to make something, bring it back up to life from, I guess, the despair of it all, I was like, that's pretty awesome. And I guess going through a pandemic as well, at 22, I was like, let's let's see if I can figure this out. Let's see if we can do it. So we're still we're still hustling through it. It's definitely picking back up, which is really exciting to see. Um, But super glad that I could kind of, I guess go through that yeah mm. kind of a I guess positive way to try and spin on it and then 25 sorry that was a long tangent no um, that's really interesting 25 so 25 is an exciting little one I'm a smaller shareholder in 25 um it was originally called Starford and it was a client that came to Glass Elephant and Colab um just over a year ago and they came yeah they were called Starfood the company and they had a product called Lent um, it was a meal replacement um, and Lent as in the religious go without mm. food for a certain amount of days. And I looked at it and I was like, "This Louis, the owner of, um, the, sorry, the founder of 25 was this awesome dude, had his quirks. He told me everything about his story and I got it and I captured it. And I was like, this is actually a really cool story. But what you're giving me is a product that I would not buy. I am mm. Instagram aesthetic very like design focused and if something doesn't like scream to me I just don't want it and this dude Louis is so smart so good at nutrition understands what the uh, the brain and the body the human body needs but just couldn't get the aesthetic right and so when he came to us we were like yes we can help you with this product but we've got to change it from like start again and he's like no way like we can't do that we've already rebranded it and we're like it's that or not do it um, and so he agreed to it which is really exciting and 
we came up with, yeah, I, that's kind of why I ended up getting shares in what was now called 25 is because me and a couple of designers and, um, and I guess and my team came up with 25, the brand. Um, we, we called it 25 because it's got 25% of all your daily vitamins, nutrients, minerals, all of that jam-packed into one. It's also 25% of your day. If you were to only eat 25, it would be a quarter of your day. You'd have four a day. All these little things kind of played into it. We say that if you eat 25, it gives you an hour of the day back. So you get kind of 25 hours instead of 24 um, because you don't spend time cooking and thinking about it, etc. So it's pretty much what 25 is in a nutshell is it's a complete health meal. It's everything that you need nutrition wise for game changers, go getters and trailblazers. So we're trying to think of people who are just epic, like whether it's athletes or whether it's uh, songwriters or authors or entrepreneurs or people who are just doing so much in life that sometimes nutrition is on the back seat. Mm. I was a big, I guess that's what kind of spoke to me because I love being fit and I love being healthy, but I put my business before everything and probably sometimes my own health. And so I was eating average food or just not eating at all because I was so busy. And that's why Louis invented this was like, it's for that. It's waking up in the morning, having a shake that was a full meal. You got everything that you needed all at once and then you were good to go. You felt great and it filled you up. And I was like, hold on, that seems too good to be true, but it was actually it. And so we just needed to make it look cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, we, we made it look cool. I, we helped design the packaging, um, kind of come up with the brand called 25. And yeah, it was the rest is history. We spent ages creating the brand, making it perfect. We launched it together. Um, we got all the influencers on board. I became one of those. And then, yeah, Louis asked me to be part of the company because of the involvement that I had in kind of, I guess, creating it. Yeah, shit. Wow. It's so interesting to hear the background story of like both of those. Yeah, they're just, very different. Like, yeah, yeah, they're all kind of just dotted away and just, I guess, super organically. I haven't purposely gone out to start them. It's yeah. been more like, yeah. And I think that's probably a big, a big factor in business as well. Like, I love starting businesses. And mm. um, one of the early days, the contracts that I had to sign with Brad and Simon was, Simon was they wanted me to make sure that I was not going to open any more businesses um, without telling them or like without them, I guess, first signing it off. And at the time I was like, what? Like, why would you do that to me? I love doing this. This is exciting. And I realized now why, like you need that, you need 95% of your attention on a business to make it work you yeah. can't be spread thin and if I had it my way when you were younger it's so exciting starting up mm. new stuff that you just would and I now know that's kind of why all my focus does go to collab or glass elephant and collab at the time was because you need that to get to the next stage you need to kind of put all your energy and focus into one thing um that other five percent is definitely spent on the whitening co mm. and then 25 is lucky enough to be one of our clients so I get to spend time doing it I guess in between but managing the time between all of them is definitely one of the like the harder things that I have to do for sure yeah yeah I totally resonate with that as well because I think that's a massive reason why I've recently left my job is just because you have to be all in or not at yeah, all yeah absolutely it's the best and way to do it right yeah and congrats on leaving your job thank you <laughs> and yeah I feel like I'm definitely an, an all or nothing kind of person as well so I really wanted to put that time into it so I resonate with that idea completely and awesome. it's it just shows your talent in the area that you're in as well to be able to build like change things completely transform them into something that from people from something that people don't want something that they just need to have they want yeah I guess and that that part there is why I love doing what I do like mm. that's like I guess good point that's how you relate the whitening co and 25 and I guess collabs clients together is that we love as a team not just me but everyone involved loves creating things that just work and like a trendy and exciting and yeah. we're trying to always be that next thing that just really takes off and it doesn't always work but that's the cool part about it like we're like awesome okay what can we do next and we've got all these incredible clients that we're trying to do that for so on the daily we're doing it for like heaps of different brands in different areas um but that's what I love I really love trying to figure out those challenges and at times it can be really challenging and I have to remind mm. myself that that's what I love about it because it can get to the point where sometimes it's like I've tried everything like why isn't this working and You'll, you'll just keep trying until you get this one thing. It might be one ad or it might be changing the price or it might be, I guess, rebranding in this case. And it might be something that you do that just kind of starts to see some traction and you're like, awesome, let's go, all or nothing. Mm. And you just kind of hit it. Um, and I guess that's what you've just done, which is super exciting. Yeah, totally. And I think like side story about the whitening coat. It's so interesting that you said at the time before you started that you're like, oh, it's so saturated, blah, blah, blah. But I've been to the whitening coat in store and purchased one of the kits. Oh, and thanks. I think, <laughs> we're good. and I think from a consumer's point of view, to me, I didn't see that at all. I almost saw the whitening coat as the only option because it was, had, did have that premium like vibe to it that you trusted as being awesome. Yeah. That more professional grade type of yeah, whitening that, that's kit. That's definitely, I guess, 
where we were heading with it yeah. for sure and it's so nice to hear it out of other people's <laughs> mouth and we do we get the most incredible reviews like people saying because i guess dental on a whole can be really scary a lot of people don't like dental yeah. and de- going to the dentist etc and so we wanted to make it separate from that we kind of wanted it to be a bit more of like a spa treatment yeah it was trending a lot overseas um it's becoming super popular and we wanted it to be like a point where you'd kind of go like just like getting your hair done you know you go to the salon you sit down you're like okay cool it's a bit of me time mm. it was like we wanted to go to this place where it was peaceful it was nice it was chill still really aesthetic yeah, um but it was just a, like a bit of a moment to yourself and like treat yourself so yeah, I love hearing that, and that was definitely why we created it with like little those little details of like the phone, the uh, the headphones, and the phone charges, and being able to like watch Netflix and stuff while yeah. you do it. It was all about an experience, and that's what I loved about it. And that's when when I hear those awesome reviews and people loving it, it was like we created something that was a bit more of an experience and a bit different, etc. In what is actually an already very saturated market, mm. like you can look up teeth whitening in Auckland and find so many places that do it. But I wanted to create a place that people wanted to go and then take photos in, and it happens every mm. time. You know, like yeah. Ruby who runs the Whitening Co for us. Um, shout out to Rubes. Um, she's incredible. Like she all the time customers will be like, can you take a photo of me in this corner? And like, mm. that's awesome. That's all we wanted. We wanted to create something that people wanted to then show off online. We get influencers go through for sure, but then we get paying customers go through, take a photo and then upload it to Instagram yeah. because they wanted to show off that they went to the whitening co. Mm. Like show off that they got their teeth widened. You don't do that at the dentist. So no. that was pretty cool. We, we super loved that experience. Yeah, it's awesome. And it just is a testament to like your skill and everyone who's put some time and energy into it. It's really amazing to Thank see. You. Yeah, there's definitely a team behind it, not just me, but yeah. Absolutely. No, but yeah, it's really amazing. Um, And so all of these sorts of things involve a certain degree of risk. And I feel like you seem like someone who is just willing to go all in and, and probably has a bit of thought around risk, but that's sort of something you push to the side. How do you feel around risk and how have you Definitely. sort of gone that's, around that? That's funny. That's one of those things in business. I flunked business, by the way, in yeah. school. I was so bad. I had to retake it. I, had, I got like a... a it's always year. the case though yeah. with people who are successful, isn't it? <laughs> I, was, I was so bad at it. Um, I remember my teacher, Mr. Sefton, he got me. He gave me a U. Now, in Cambridge um, education, that's like a, an F or like a... Right. An, an, a U stands for ungraded. They're like just not going to give you a grade. So I was really bad at that. But I remember that one thing. I remember that when they described an entrepreneur, they always described them as like a risk taker, right? And I was yeah. like, I didn't really see myself as one of them. But um, my flatmate, Jara, talk, we talked about it this week. And she was like, I think... Oh, actually, do you know what? It was when I was drunk at my party and I said, I was like, I just can't wait to be low today. I was like, I can't wait to be loaded. And she's like, that's the difference between us and you. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you... Like everyone here wants to be loaded. That that just kind of goes without saying. I mean, yes, there's other things in life than money, but it, it would be nice to you know have, have a bit of cash behind you. And she said the difference there is that people just like dream about it, but you go and do it. You're mm. a doer. And I was like, I don't really see myself as that. But she's like, no, you do. Like you you you're gonna make it happen. And I was like, that's really cool of you to say. I guess in the back of your head, you're like, as much as I do think it is a big risk, I do push to the side because I'm so not even push it to the side. I don't view it as pushing it to the side. I'm so like got my blinds, my blinders on and I just look at it like, okay, how, what can I do to get here? What's in my way? Let's kind of get rid of that. Mm. And I get so excited about it. Like <laughs> me and Ollie, I, I say to Ollie, um, I come up with a new business idea like every week and I just have to be like, let's write it down for one day when I, when I can open the next one because I, I get so excited about it. I'm like, what's the next thing that we can kind of do? And risk doesn't really come into it anymore. It's just mm. so exciting. And I kind of, once I get, I guess it's stuck in my head, um, it's it's all or nothing. It, it's all it's all go for sure. There definitely is a scary side to it when it comes to money. That's definitely one of the bigger mm-hmm. risk factors, I guess. Um, I'm super lucky now that I've got, I guess, a bit of a, a buffer um, in life that I, I can take those those smaller risks. But money is is a big one. It, money is one of those things that can really make or break your life. Mm. Um, and you really do put everything on the line when you start a new business because wherever you need to for the whitening co for example the amount of times i've had to pull money out of my savings just kind of prop it up all the time is and you don't expect to do that but it's just something that you do mm. it's it's no questions about it it's like having a, a kid really mm. like you will do everything that you can to kind of make it keep working um yeah whether whether you kind of go broke or not it's just that's kind of what you do and it's just i guess that is one of those traits about being an entrepreneur it, it doesn't it's not risk to me because i'll do it anyway but if you look at it in a bigger picture that is quite risky what i I do to mm. do that, I guess, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And me looking at you now, I would consider you to be a picture of success, someone I look up to to try and do the same thing. And like, I think what you've done is absolutely incredible. But to you, what is the definition of success? I've definitely thought about this question. People have asked me it before. And A, thank you. That's really kind of you to say. I definitely don't see it as... I, I 
as far as fulfillment, I'm so fulfilled. I've got an incredible life, even though every day is really hard. And you've already heard me on a work phone call today and it's, <laughs> it's stressful as hell. But every day I'm super thankful and I'm super grateful and I feel very fulfilled in life. Success for a long time I thought was measured by money. Mm. Um, I was super money focused. My family super money focused. They've come from, I guess, not heaps and have managed to work their way up in their in both of their industries. They do really well for themselves. And um, I've always kind of viewed, I never, my mum would always say for, for, for the taste that I like, you're going to have to make a lot of money, Kennedy. Like that's, <laughs> you've got expensive tastes or like you just like nice things. And I was like, yeah, it's all good, but I'll just, I'll just make more money. Like it's fine. It just, yeah. It's all good. But I guess that's for a long time is kind of what I viewed it for. And then I guess um, one of our, one of our bigger clients recently, um, who I can't talk about on, on here, but he mentioned to me, he's kind of made it in life, right? He's kind of got to the point where he's 50 plus years old. He's kind of sitting pretty and he's, and he's good and he's got money. He's set. And he said, it's really cool. Um, kind of knowing now that it wasn't about the money because for a long time he thought it was just like I did. He was like, absolutely. Like everything you're kind of driving for is at the end of the day to make sure that you can kind of keep making money. Right. And he said, it's cool now knowing that I have it, that, I don't actually worry about it. It's not what it was about because he still wants to do it. Mm. And I, I found that quite cool because I was like, at the end of the day, everything I do is a move, I guess, in order to make money. And, and like, not everything, but um, but a lot of business stuff that you do is in order to make more money. And mm. um, I kind of sat back and I was like, that's pretty cool because right now, you're right, if I took away my salary and if I took away my money, I'd still wake up every day and I'd still go and do what I do. So I was like, that's really interesting. I'd never thought about it like that before. I've always wanted to be super money driven and I still am, but knowing that I guess deep down, I guess similar to like your accounting job or something like that, like knowing, would you want to do this if it made you no money? Mm. Not really. Yeah. Um, but every single one of those businesses, absolutely I would. Mm. And so I was like, that's pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Like teeth whitening. I never thought I'd be passionate about teeth and here I am and I'm take away the money from it. Like I, and actually it's kind of a good point. It's, that's a really good business because I still haven't made a cent from the whitening co, right? So all, as I talked about, all that money that we kept making just kept going back into the business. Now, yeah. because it's a side hustle, I have the luxury of doing that. Not everyone has luxury of doing that because you need to take money out to live. Mm. So because it is a side business, I can do that. Um, and we do have employees at the whitening co that do take, obviously, money out for the wages, et cetera. But I haven't made any money off the whitening co, and I will at the end, right, when we go to sell it or or, or not. But that was that, that's just a part of it. And I've still got up every single day at, 6 a.m. or actually 5 to a.m. to make sure I get to the 6 a.m. whitening co meetings because I have to do them before before collab work because I've got to make sure I dedicate it my time. I still go to them even though I'm not making any money off it because I know that it's even though I'll make money in the end that's not the reason I'm doing it. It's mm. so exciting and it drives me so much. So to answer your question to loop back, sorry, is money was a huge motivator and it still is, but not now knowing that it's not what I view as success is pretty cool and it's definitely what I view as success is enjoyment. I guess not in the workplace, but enjoyment in what you're passionate about, or what you're doing. Mm. Every single thing that I do, um, business related, I can say that I'm like 110 percent passionate about. Yeah. And if I'm not, I probably would move on quite quickly. Yeah, probably make me a bit bored. Yeah, as we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I feel like you're also the kind of person that just brings passion to what you do as well. Like you bring that energy, and that is so important. I feel and lots of energy. Yeah, <laughs> some people call it a bit much sometimes. <laughs> No, I love it because, I mean, I think that shows exactly why you are so successful and have gotten to the places you've gotten is because you do bring that energy, that passion. Thank you. If yeah, you didn't, awesome. you wouldn't have had the drive to continue through with it. Yeah, def yeah. yeah, yeah, God, that makes so much sense because, yeah, passion is definitely one of those things that I'm very passionate about them, but those times that are really tough, you've just mm. got to remember, like, yesterday I loved it. You know, like, the day before that was awesome. Yeah. Just to, It's just today, even though it feels like it's the end of the world, it's just today. Um, mm. It might be something so minuscule as well, but... At the time, it feels like everything's crashing down and you're like, nah, it's worth it. You just remember exactly that. You remember the passion that you kind of had for it three days ago and you're like, oh yeah, okay, it's cool. Yeah. I do love it. Yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, I doubt you have any time to work on things like self-development because I'm sure that you working in your business is your self-development, but is that something you think about consciously, like progressing your own personal development? Yeah, so... Um, it's a great question. We actually do it a lot at Gecko. Um, we call Glass Elephant and Colab Gecko, just as a hybrid in case I, in case I bring that up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've got really cool. We've got these courses that are actually funded by SCS um, that are called wellness courses. And they kind of have that internally in the brand to make sure that everyone's doing well and doing okay and all our employees are happy and healthy, which is I found really cool. I thought that was an awesome thing. I've never put 
much work into self-development because I've always kind of been, like you said, very focused on other things and not mm. really myself. Um, I guess in turn that would be myself, like mm. you said, but never really looked in deep. I haven't really been one for meditation or sitting still. That, that part never really kind of came about to me until I've met friends recently, I guess, in the, in the last few years that have kind of allowed me to slow down a bit, spend more time with friends and kind of realize that because there's definitely been times where I haven't lost friends, but definitely lost connections with people because all I've done is business and I've thrown myself into all these things that I do and you can send relationships really fast. I'm lucky that I've got Oliver, who's awesome and we've got an awesome relationship and that's so, I'm very, very fortunate that he puts up with a lot of it. Um, but it is really hard in a relationship too. Like I spend most of my time doing what I do and then I only see him for a little bit or all my friends as well. And so you've got to make sure that people around you are pushing you to, to work on yourself and work on those relationships because that's super important and that's probably something that I did lose sight of a little bit like um like I said I didn't lose any friends but I definitely could see them slipping away mm. and and that just moving on with their lives because if you're not if you, it's a two-way street right if you can't give them something back you kind of lose it mm. um and so yeah that was something that I had to learn quite quickly and I learned from people around me that slow down turn the laptop off after I, I, I can't say that because not, there's not it's not every day but if it, if it means going to a friend's birthday or even just having one day where all of us had a stressful day and it's like hey you know what it's not about the business tonight it's about just making sure we spend some time together or something like that and closing it off mm. that is really really important that's something that I've never ever put a focus on to until probably this year um, mm. and probably COVID helped a lot of that right like yeah. just being in lockdown and kind of spending that time and realizing that you bond way more with that time like our relationship, I mean, not everyone's relationship during COVID was great, but that it only it only got better because like I was like, hold on a minute, this is really cool. Like you get you you, you vibe off each other more when you spend time together rather than mm. just on work and work isn't everything. So I guess yeah, self development for me was kind of learning about relationships and not just the relationship, but also friendships and and people around you and making sure that you do spend time not just on the business because as an entrepreneur and as I guess many people that are kind of listening and in that space probably know exactly what I'm talking about like it is it's it's a full-time thing and mm. I mean like not just 40 hours a week like I mean full-time thing I'm always thinking about it I'll wake up sometimes just from thinking about it and so learning that that's not what that's not what life is life's about people and surrounding yourself with those people because at the end of the day if I make all this money and I be successful and I don't have anyone to share it with it's not worth it yeah 100% and then when it comes to people, I feel like you talked about having such a great support network around you, but have you ever had people come into your life who do doubt what you're doing and sort of put a negative... Massively, yeah. Yeah, outlook I guess on it? And how have you dealt with that? More so on Instagram, I guess. Right. Um, um, having, yeah, an Instagram that's public and people see it yeah. is definitely one of those places. It's, it, it's Don't get me wrong, I love it to the day. It's the, probably one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me and I'm so grateful for having that platform. But... Um, it can also be really scary and not mm. so nice. And when pe people do kind of, I guess, say things, I get a lot of comments around like mummy and daddy money or like they oh, pay okay. for this or um, spoiled rich white kid type thing. And I was like, hold on a minute, like definitely self-made. Um, yeah. Love my parents and the support that I got. And I'm not going to pretend like I didn't have that amazing education and support, et cetera, behind me. But everything I did was my, my parents were there to like help me, but to make sure that I was making this, like making this to make money, you know, making, yeah. I was making it on my own. So it, it's not so much haters, I guess, but definitely doubtful speaking and, and way to kind of, I don't consider it haters because if they're going to follow me, they probably follow me for a reason. But um, mm. yeah, they guess, I guess they get kind of invested in the fact that they don't have what I have and they can't really, separate that from envy they kind of just see it as like negative and that, that's probably the only time I've really had people kind of doubt what I do everyone around me as far as friendship goes unless I guess it is jealousy but mm. everyone around me is super supportive and very patient with the fact that maybe I can't go to every event or can't go to every um, birthday etc but yeah no I'm very very lucky I've got great friends and, and workplace as well like team really yeah. really important I've got an amazing team that support the heck out of me when I'm a stress ball to deal with and they're just mm. like look leave Kennedy for 10 minutes like he'll, he'll sort it out and so yeah mentors and team like that is really really important yeah so I suppose when it does come to success in business itself how like what would you be your message to other people who are about to embark on that journey oh like <laughs> advice or yeah or just I suppose like what do you think that they should remember because it's obviously not something that you can just jump into and be successful at yeah I'll tell you when I'm successful now. Yeah. Um, I guess finding 
find like I said, probably that number one thing is finding the passion for it. Like don't jump into business just because it's there. Mm. Um, there's been plenty of times where like a friend's come to me and they're like, let's do this in business or like, let's, um, let, let's, let's start a t-shirt company. And I'm like, mm. as fun as that would be with you, like t-shirts aren't my passion. Mm. I love buying clothes, etc. But to me, that's a saturated market and I can see all these problems. It's, it's making sure, don't just go into business for being into business because I see a lot of that happening at the moment because it's like the millennial way. We're like, we don't want to work for anyone. Let's just make a business. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that drive and I love that passion behind it because I'm all about self-made and et cetera. But I think finding that passion is super important because that's what's going to, like I said, when you're not making any money, that's what's going to keep getting you up at the end of the day. Mm. Um, at the start of the day, <laughs> not at the end of the day. And then I guess the second piece of advice would be, um, or point to make to remember would be to find those people to look up for that's not just in business and not not just mentoring I guess definitely mentoring but I I use that for everything right like for design you're never really going to come up with something that's brand new use Mm. inspiration it's not copying it's inspiring right like I I follow people I learn from people I adapt and I absorb because that's super important to me you're never like I said you you can reinvent the wheel a million times and it's still a wheel so Mm. I think finding what you're passionate about and then Finding inspiration from whether it's mentors or um, celebrities or just whoever it is, absorb stuff, see how people do things and kind of be like, actually, that's what I want to learn from. That's what I want to kind of guide myself on that path. Don't go going into it blind is way too scary. If you're just going to say, I'm going to start a t-shirt company and then try it yourself, you're probably not going to succeed because you need people to bounce ideas off. Just if it's coming out of your head, that's awesome. Don't get me wrong. That's really, really cool. But if you're not running it by people who are your, like your consumers and your, like your customers and people that's going to actually pay for the things, how are you expecting to make money? So mm. it's having people surrounding yourself, but also having that passion. Yeah. No, I love that. And maybe tell us a few of the best memories you've had in the last couple of years since leaving uni, because I think it's so awesome that first of all, you've, you haven't gone back to uni and I love that. And I think more <laughs> yeah, people, let's, let's yeah. my money. <laughs> I think more people don't need to take that sort of risk because it's sort of like the general way, isn't it? Like you go to uni and then you get your job. But oh yeah, I heard that so many times. That's what I thought I was yeah. going to do, right? You just get a job after that and then that's it. Yeah, and I just so don't agree with that. I think like you should be able to, I think everyone should take a compulsory gap year just to work out what they actually want. Honestly, I think that's the best decide. advice that like I can say. And this, like, obviously uni is great for people who want to be doctors and things like that. But as far as business degrees go, as exciting and as awesome as they are, don't get me wrong, because I love that people can finish them and then that shows dedication to me. Like, mm. nice work because I couldn't do it. You know, like, that's impressive. That is really cool. However, real-world experience and learning what I've learned in the last three years has been, like, I have the craziest life. And I know mm. that probably a lot of people think that, and it might, it might just be biased, but the things that I've done in the last three years have been crazy. Like, I've traveled the world because of collab. Like, um... I've managed to meet insanely cool people, learn off them, be shooting for things, like, yeah, and brands that I've worked with, et cetera. It's all just been nuts, and I never would have imagined it. Um, and I guess circling back to your question around what would be like the craziest moments, mm. like, is that business or just in life? Or? Just in general. Like, I think a lot of it, I guess a lot of it, the reason my life is the way that it is is because of the business um, mm. and because of Instagram and because of collab. I've been able to do those things. I guess, yeah, traveling with my friends. Um, one, of the, one of the first big trips we took was to Thailand, and... Mm. I, I love telling the story because it, I guess it is a little bit entrepreneurial, but we booked the tickets first and we're like, yeah, let's go to Thailand. This is, I'd only ever been to like Aussie or Fiji before then. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong, super grateful about that. <laughs> but this was quite a big step, you know, yeah. it went from three hours to like eight hours away and, and language barriers and stuff. And I was so excited. We booked it. And at the time, again, probably early days of collab was pretty broke. So that was quite a big purchase. And I was like, I think I can make this a business opportunity. Mm. Um, so what I did is I reached out to five small brands and I was like, hey, I'm a content creator. I'm heading over to Thailand. Your business is, I didn't say this, but your business is quite small. You yeah. probably can't afford to go to Thailand. Would you like images in Thailand of like your product? And they all said yes. Yeah. Like all five of them said yes. And so yeah. at the time it was like a, a tan brand, a watch brand, and there was a couple more others. And I was like, this is awesome. They all paid me $500 each for images. Don't get me wrong, they got a lot of images out of that. Mm. But I then paid off and made money off this holiday because of like having that just little idea of, hey, let's, mm. I'll bring these products that can fit in my suitcase easy enough. I've got a couple of my mates coming with me. They can help me model it here if I need help around um, to do things, but I'm going to be in this location anyway. So let's make this like a business opportunity. I ended up making money off it. And mm. I, like instead of losing money on a, on a trip, and it was really easy for me because I wanted to be creative on this trip anyway. So 
when I when I did that, I was like, that's a really cool moment, and I was super. And I I tell that story to like a lot of young people who are doing that because I'm like, there's no reason as to why like these big huge like adventures or trips or purchases don't have to be just a negative. Oh, I've spent a lot of money. Like you can switch that around and make it quite cool. Um, every time obviously I buy a new camera, all I'm thinking of is how much money am I going to make off this camera? Not, mm. oh my God, I'm spending all this money on a camera. Um, a piece of advice that Victor, the guy who owns um, Flight Digital and The Whitening Co. with me, he told me, um, when I spend lots of money or spend more money, it just only makes me want to make more. Mm. And I was like, that's a cool way to live. Like saving your pennies is so important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying to go out and spend money, but I've always been really motivated by taking the next step, buying a house, buying those next things. Yeah. Sure, you might... And the whitening code is a good example, right? When we had all that money sitting in the account, spend it all then because those are those moments that really kind of grow you and, and excite you as a person. And those are what created those really exciting moments over the last three years for me was I spent, I've spent quite a bit of money on mm. those things that just made it really exciting, whether it was travel. I've done quite a bit of travel, really fortunate enough to do that. Um, I've bought a house, which was one of the, probably, the, I guess, one of those big moments in that, in that yeah. three years that you're talking about. Um, and that, that was probably because of COVID as well. We had this huge trip planned over to America um, for just over a month. When that all got, we got to cancel that 10 days out from leaving because of COVID. And I was like, absolutely distraught. was like, what am I going to do? Mum was like, do what you do. Like, turn this around. Make this into something that is positive. Mm. And yeah, we started looking for a house. And then I guess, honestly, I probably have, people have kind of hard stories about this. So I don't like to joke about it. But within like a month we had turned it around and we'd found the house that we were so stoked with. And then um, was really fortunate that it was like a day after level four lockdown happened, the auction happened and no one else turned up because everyone was scared. And so we, we got this house for a great deal. Like everything kind of just aligned. (laughs) And I was like, it was meant to happen. Like this, it was totally meant to happen. It was one of those moments where it was like looking back on it. If we went on this trip, we wouldn't have had this incredible life that we have right now. So stoked about it. And it was one of those things where it made us dirt broke. Mm. Um, but worth it because now I'm just like, now I need to make more money to furnish it because I hadn't, I didn't even have a bed. Mm. <laughs> and when we bought it, I was like, cool. So now we've got no money. Yeah. Um, we're sleeping on the floor. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Wow, I feel like I got goosebumps from that story. That's yeah, so it excites cool. me. It's it's, yeah. it's really cool. I loved it. That is so exciting. And what's your concept of like time? Do you feel like you've just got like got to keep going because you've got no time, or do you feel like you just have all the time in the world to do everything you want to do? Nah, I do. I. Time's a funny one. So time is, is money at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I know that everyone says time is money, but they really mean it. I probably really kind of figured that out this year more than mm. anything. Um, I've constantly wished that I had more hours in the day. I've worked up until, not that I encourage it at all. It's not the right way to work because um, you do burn out when you do this. And, and I have, but worked up until 2 a.m. every day and then I'll go to bed and then I'll wake up and I'll do it again. And I'm like, I need more time to do stuff. Mm. And and then quickly realizing that if you do that, you'll burn out in like two or three weeks because it's not sustainable to do that. Mm. You'll end up having a bit of a breakdown and being like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Da, da, da. Yeah. You need that time to refresh. And then if you're working more sustainably and having that time and spending more time, um, you actually get way more done. So yeah. that's probably my concept of time is knowing that there is quite a bit of time left. But at the same time, I'm like probably overly passionate, too excited and get a bit ahead of myself, rush a lot of things no and, such get, thing. <laughs> get, and, and get and get quite excited around those things. So everyone always says to me, like, I just turned 23. Like, you've got so much time left ahead of you. And I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah. God, I've got, I've got things to do though. I need, I, yeah. By 25, I've got this goal. Um, yeah. I've got this goal. And so, yeah, I guess that's another thing with time is I, I set a lot of goals, a lot mm. of goals. I don't I don't exactly sit down and write in a goal journal or 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 push that to people saying like, you need to make sure that you've got this, this and this, but it's just verbally really. I, I tell people about it. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to set up a whitening coast store and it's going to launch in October. Everyone's like, okay. And me and Victor were like, fuck now it's out there. Like yeah, we've got yeah. to do it. And even though it's on the final day of us still looking paint, like the day before that it opens, you just get it done because it was one of those goals that I like put out there. Mm. Um, yeah. I've got a goal that by, by 25, which is now, two years away, not three. So that, that's creeping <laughs> up that I really want to invest in someone's business. So I want to get to the point where cool. I have um, enough, I guess, in this case, financial backing to be able to be like to someone else, mm. um, hey, you've got an awesome idea. Let me help you fund it because 
a lot of people have these genius, incredible ideas, but don't have the backing that I had to be able to kind of get started. Mm. Um, and I really want to do that. I think it's an exciting thing about business. I see really cool people do that. Um, I've a lot of my mentors, Brad does that. Yeah. Um, a really cool one in New Zealand is Nick Mowbray, um, Subaru Toys, etc. He just yeah. keeps doing that. And I, and I see these young people that they, t- they take on board and I'm like, that's an awesome thing. That's really fulfilling. And that's like mm. something that I could a help with in business wise, but B just get their dreams kind of started. And that's one of my goals by 25 is to be able to do that. So bit of money to make before, before then it might be investing a couple of hundred to start off with. But, um, but yeah, that's one of my like goals that I just put out there and I guess now it's recorded. So it has to happen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Talk that to is, me in two years. Yeah, yeah. That is so cool because then, yeah, now you would be looking to become a mentor for someone else yep, as well. And absolutely. sort of pass that on like the baton on, I suppose that you've been, handed down and like that support you've been given as yeah, well I guess you never yeah I don't set out to be a mentor but at the mm. same time as it as it will evolve same thing right Brad didn't yeah. set to be my mentor but you just evolve in that way of they start to lean on you so much and that's yeah. cool if someone can like lean on me and I can help them in some way I'm not telling them that I know everything yeah. but if I can guide them and help them whether it's financially or mentally or um, creatively mm. in particular I'd love to be a part of a creative business then that's awesome that's really cool and I reckon mm. that's kind of one of those points that will quite shape up like the fulfillment side of it of your yeah. of life yeah definitely that is Ooh, so exciting for you. <laughs> no I love that and that, that's just such an exciting time for you as well to be able to see at such a un- young age how you're already looking to mentor someone else it's really cool and something I like to ask my guests as well is looking at your younger self which is funny because you are so young but even, <laughs> <laughs> even um back to when you were I guess starting uni you know thinking you were going to finish a lot has happened since then it feels like a different person yeah and so to that person who's not sure what exactly they're going to do they're just starting uni or they're thinking about whether to go what would you say to them to in terms of looking at their career and how they should sort of take your time yeah um yeah as happy as i am i would i would still go do everything i did again um Mm. because i learned a lot in uni and not just a design wise i also took a minor paper and um creative entrepreneurship so I, I did learn a lot um through that but I'm not a learner like I'm not a book person yeah I, I'm not a book person I can't even speak English <laughs> um, I'm actually yeah but but dyslexic can't write like I'm not really that type of person I wasn't really one for the classrooms and so that was never really me but that's not to say that I should have like just not done it I was super glad that I did it but yeah. if anything I guess coming from I had a bit of a, a private school education and, and it was pretty much go to uni or don't like yeah. sorry go to uni but there was no other option yeah um and i guess yeah if i could tell anyone it was just to if you are at all unsure take a break play this to your parents if you need to and just and just be like it is worth taking your time for it no one's rushing no one's competing against you um i've got plenty of my clients for example that are starting their business in like their 30s 40s 50s and they're succeeding like crazy now and they're way more passionate about their job now mm-hmm. yes you can start it when you're 20 or 17 or wherever you want to but it's not a time precious thing just because everyone's going to uni. Um, time is important. Don't waste it. Mm. But if it means that's not wasting to me, if it means you're taking your time, it is wasting money. If you do go to uni, you don't like it, yeah. you know? So that, that's a big thing. And money's like I said, really important when it comes to this stuff, I'd be making more money if I wasn't paying off my student loans still. So mm. take that time, kind of understand what you want to do. And then the, my number one thing would be if you ain't passionate about it, don't do it. So figure out what you're passionate about. If it is business, Find what you're passionate about in business, whether it's e-commerce, whether it's um, mentorship, whether it, it doesn't have to be um, the typical open a teeth whitening store or anything like that. It mm-hmm. can be so many different things in business that can kind of get you still jazzed about it. Um, and then you can always own a business later down the track as well. It doesn't have to be there and then. Mm-hmm. Um, learning from a lot of businesses was the reason I kind of got into it. One of my very first jobs um, was coffee guy. I was like a, bar- a, a barista right. when I was like 12. Um on one of those vans at um, at a drive through in Glenbrook and Wahuku and I'd be there from like 4am till 12 and I'd sit there um, and I thought I was the man. I was like, this is, and um, my auntie actually owned the van, hence why I got the job at 12. I don't yeah, think they, no. just give, <laughs> they just give out 12-year-olds barista yeah, jobs. Yeah. Um, it's like, wow, you really are from a young age. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I definitely got given, that was a bit of a family uh, a push in the right direction but what this was her business and watching that kind of succeed and do so well, I was sitting there and I was like, I feel like I'm the owner of this business right now. I'd be there by myself running it all and just kind of like, yeah, that felt really cool. And I was like, hold on, this is what I want to do. I've always wanted to have that business and have that drive. So I knew that passion Mm. and I was really lucky to find that quite early, but don't rush it. Like figure out what you are passionate about and then make it a, make it a job. Like if it's art, 
figure out how to make it a job. Like yeah. whether you can be an artist or whether you're an interior designer, et cetera, it doesn't matter. If you're a photographer, a lot of young photographers kind of message me on Instagram and talk to me about how to make money off it. It's really hard, right? Like mm. um, you've got to do so many free jobs before you get your first one. And mm. it feels like a bit of a tough grind. And it's all about knowing your worth and knowing that you, you can charge when you need to. But also I just did a shitload of experience. Like I was out mm. there doing free shoots, left, right and center, like I said, photographing weddings, working at Coffee Guy, etc. until I figured out that there is a way to make money off it. You can drive passion from something, but it's not always about being like, okay, I'm a photographer now. How do I make money out of this? Like, it's not yeah. just that. That's not the way to kind of go into it, I don't think. Yeah. No, yeah, I really resonate with that idea as well. And that's just, yeah, so great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate all the value you've given to everyone, and I'm sure they do too. So, yeah, thank you so much. For You're so welcome. Thanks, team. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one.